Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. Oakland voters have a big decision to make this election. Who will be the city's next mayor? I'm really inspired by leaders who are really thoughtful and thinking about not just Band-Aid solutions for the problems we have right here. It's really indescribable what I can see Oakland doing um, when it partners with the young people instead of being on opposite sides or opposing sides of the young people. It's been a minute since Mayor Louis Schaaf first took office in 2015. It was a different time and a different Oakland. So whoever wins will have a lot on their plate. I'm thinking about, you know, my parents being able to walk around at night and I want, you know, a safe city. At this point, I feel like a lot of other personal things are on the line. So you've got three city council members that are sitting there that are saying, if I move from this seat as a council member to the end seat as the mayor, things are going to be different. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And I know that there's a lot of bad things going on, but instead of just saying Oakland's like is a tragic place right now, say Oakland is going through like a hard time instead of making Oakland out to be like a bad place where you shouldn't come. It's a packed race, and today we're going to break it all down. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. What are some of the big issues at the center of the mayor's race in Oakland right now? Public safety is definitely at the top of the list. Maria Fernanda Bernal is a reporter for KQED. 
housing, and of course the unhoused population, also referred to as the homeless. But uh, public safety has to be the number one that everybody, and including voters, have mentioned you know, extensively. Why is crime and safety such a centerpiece in this election? Yeah, people are afraid of their safety and they're afraid of gun violence. People are concerned about their cars being broken into. People are concerned about the safety of Asian elders. Homicides have risen since 2019, and people feel like there's a general lack of control. And there was even a shooting in front of City Hall in September, and one person was killed. So it's really hitting close to home for some of these candidates. And the question is how the next mayor is going to handle the relationship between the police and the community. Well, I want to talk about the field now, Maria, because there are a lot of people running for mayor in Oakland. What's the field looking like? Yeah, so there are 10 people running for mayor right now. Um, Some are city council members, some are small business owners, there's a civil rights attorney. There's a person who's an entertainer, but right now there are three that are leading it. It's a really tight race right now. We have Lauren Taylor, who's a city council member for District 6. His district is predominantly people of color. As a Black man who grew up here in Oakland, three generations deep, uh, my connection to the experience of those who are you know, most directly impacted by the challenges we face. And he was actually a biomedical engineer. And that's where my background as a professional problem solver, both an engineer and a business operations uh, consultant, uh, come into play, really getting stuff done, executing and delivering for Oaklanders. And we have Sheng Tao, who is a city council member for District 4. We see that there are many different crises that are happening. And any time that a city goes through crisis, it is always the working families, the families that live on the margins that are impacted the most. She represents a wider, more affluent neighborhood in Oakland. And Shang is also a daughter of Hmong refugees from Laos, and she was raised in Stockton. And if you know anything about my background growing up as a daughter of refugees, DV survivor, homelessness at one point, living in my car with my baby, a single mom, is that this is who I am. The, it, it, you know, a family that lives on the margin. And I want to make sure that those families are taken care of. And I'm a true believer of if we lift from the bottom up, we, we will all be lifted. And then we have Ignacio de la Fuente, who was a city council member from 1992 to 2011. I uh, was on the city council for many, many years and representing District 5. And I can tell you that the proof is in the pudding. He was born in Mexico, and he has been an Oakland resident for more than five decades. And he represented um, the communities in the Fruitvale area. And the priority for us is provide you, is to make you safe and provide you the ability to walk the streets and open your business and go to dinner with your family. That's what the priorities are. And the budget has got to reflect those priorities. Also running is District 7 Councilmember Treva Reed, Seneca Scott, a small business owner, Gregory Hodge, an entrepreneur and former Oakland Unified Board President, 
Tyron Jordan, a paralegal with the California Attorney General's Office, John Ryman, a retired carpenter, Alyssa Victory Villanueva, a staff attorney with the ACLU of Northern California, and Peter Liu. But it's really Shang Tao and Lauren Taylor who've risen to the top as the most competitive candidates, with De La Fuente running third. Let's get into some of the candidates' positions on some of these issues. What's the range of ideas that these candidates have for addressing crime and public safety specifically? There is a lot of overlap. Shang Tao says that policing, um, she really wants to focus on funding. She wants to use that funding to create three additional academies and incentives to retain officers and create a pipeline for community members to enter those kinds of authoritative positions. I mean, we have community policing on the books, right, written down. It's written down community policing, but the the reality of it is that it has not been implemented to the point where we can start building that trust of our officers with community, right, our law enforcement with community. She also says she wants to work closely closely with OPD Chief Leron Armstrong to create a more diverse and Oakland-grown police department. And she also plans to double the city's department violence prevention budget and also to create investments in public schools and child care. I am an early champion of the MACRO uh, program, and that is our mental health response program, where we are sending out mental health responders instead of a armed police officer. Lauren Taylor, he says that more police officers are needed, which is why he led uh, the city council to invest in more additional police academies. We need officers walking neighborhoods in the streets, building relationships so that you're not, you don't have folks coming down to uh, exert law and order, but you have folks that are here in community, in relationship and partnership on maintaining health, safety, but he also insists that a larger police presence alone is not enough. And he wants to invest in prevention and increase focus on community trust building. Uh, these are all tools that need to be brought to bear. We can't only go one way, like heavy enforcement or the other way, prevention. But we've got to have the both end in order to make sure that we keep our community safe. Ignacio de la Fuente is known to be more aggressive. He has a more traditional way of approaching policing. I'm ready to be an unpopular mayor because I think that to take care of business and take care of you and take care of citizens, you have to make some tough decisions and those decisions are not easy. Ignacio de la Fuente says that the number of police officers is a key part to the solution, but it's not an end-all be-all. He aims to ensure that officers have the technology and political support that they need to effectively solve crimes. And he also intends to support community-based violence interruption and community policing programs. No question about it that we're down to 600 and I believe 67 police officers. We need additional police officers. We need additional tools to fight crime. I can tell you that technology is one of the tools the other cities use to make cities safe, and I'm ready to do that. On top of beefing up staffing for the Oakland Police Department, De La Fuente said the city needs to go even further. He says it's even more important that the police have political support to do their jobs. 
He's criticized policies that limit police chases, for example, and told the Oakland side, sometimes you have to do whatever you need to do to really address crime. What about their approaches to housing and homelessness? So all of these candidates agree that there needs to be more affordable housing, but what they do differ in is their approach of how to handle homelessness and the unhoused people. Hmm. Um, Shanktown says that the city's solution to homelessness must include an expansion of housing initiatives, um, including mental health and addiction services and job training programs. She's opposed to temporary tough shed shelters and instead wants to build more transitional housing projects. And, you know, Houston has like a great model of providing housing for stability. That's where you start. And then from that point, you can work around the wraparound services like mental health and substance abuse and then move them forward to um, to actually uh, land a job and then keeping that job. Lauren Taylor says reducing homelessness is a top priority for him. He says that he will close unsafe encampments, move unhoused neighbors into shelters, and provide them with full complement of surfaces that they need. I am proposing an Oakland first uh, approach, which means that we are prioritizing long-term Oaklanders who have been here uh, to receive the services, the support, uh, the priority. And those who have recently come here will be, uh, you know, behind them. Lauren Taylor also promises to double funding for outreach and prevention services, such as rent relief programs and legal assistance. And De La Fuente is calling for stricter enforcement of an Oakland law that bans homeless encampments near schools, businesses, residents, and parks. Ignacio De La Fuente um, says that the policy is an attempt to balance the needs and rights of unsheltered with those of their housed neighbors. I believe that we have to use the private sector with the public sector. We've got to leverage our resources in order to build affordable housing. That's what we had done before, and we're going to continue doing. I can promise you that we're going to continue doing exactly that. Make sure that every Oaklander, from seniors to youth, get the attention that they deserve. And what about the issue of school closures, Maria? How Are these candidates talking about that at all? They have to. There are parents who are asking these questions. What's going to happen to my kid? The mayor doesn't have jurisdiction over the school district. They don't have the immediate power. That's a responsibility for the superintendents of the Unified Oakland Unified School District. However, the mayor can get involved. And what Shang Tao said is that she wants to lead council efforts against school closures. She says that the school district is not a direct responsibility of the mayor, but she still wants to get involved. Lauren Taylor says the closures are a critical issue impacting children, particularly black children. And he has called for stronger collaborations between the city and the schools. And he points out that his efforts on the city council um, you know, to help expand broadband access and in pushing for increased investment in early literacy programs. Ignacio de la Fuente says that this is not in his priority as mayor, that his main priority is public safety and homelessness. What are endorsements looking like in this race? Lauren Taylor was endorsed by Libby Schaff and San Francisco's Mayor London Breed. 
He is also backed by the NAACP. Ignacio de la Fuente, he recently this week got a big amount allotted to his campaign from a Los Angeles investor that wants to ship coal into the city's harbor. And Shengtao has support from unions, a very large support from um, the local unions, which has been also a big financial contributor to her campaign. Another sort of interesting part of this race, Maria, is that Oakland has ranked choice voting for this race with 10 candidates. Can you just briefly remind us how that works? Essentially, how it works is that people can choose their top choices and select more than one candidate if they want, and they rank them based on their preference. So first, second, third choice, and so on. And... This comes into play because candidates can team up and ask voters to vote for them, and that raises their chances of winning. In example, we have Lauren Taylor and Treva Reed, who just recently announced their ranked choice voting strategy. They're asking voters to vote for them as their first and second choice so that um, they can increase their chances of becoming mayor. Community groups in Oakland haven't rallied around just one candidate. They're telling people who to rank on the ballot and who to leave out. Many progressive groups like Oakland Rising have endorsed a combination of Shang Tao, Alyssa Victory Villanueva, and Gregory Hodge. Coalition for a Better Oakland, which is very supportive of the Oakland Police Department, supports Seneca Scott, Lauren Taylor, Ignacio De La Fuente, and Treva Reed. So the road to victory for anyone is going to be complicated. I mean, the mayor's not going to solve everything. Um, Whoever wins, like, what do you think people are hoping from the mayor? I think a lot of people are looking for hope. I think that Oaklanders, listening to them and hearing them ask their questions, they're concerned about their safety and their ability to live in a city that they love um, and that they have so much pride for. And you're right, the mayor's not going to solve everything and there's a lot of pressure that is being applied for this position. And um, I think people are looking for someone that's going to represent them and create a safer environment for them. And yeah, that's a very big burden for the next mayor to carry. I mean, and then what are the results of this race going to say, you think, about where Oakland voters are right now? The results are going to tell us who's voting. And I think that's going to really give both the city and everyone else an inside look of what's missing and why aren't people voting, why are people voting, and what issues Oaklanders are prioritizing. And so this race is going to give us a really good map view of how Oaklanders want their city to move forward and how they want it to look in the future. That was Maria Fernanda Bernal, a reporter for KQED. And at the top of this episode, you heard from Oakland voters Mia Saika Chen, Linda Handy, Romero Wasson, 
Eurydice Manning, and Kalia Tillman. Those interviews were conducted by KQED's Brian Watt and Holly J. McDeed and produced by Alexander Gonzalez. By the way, the last day to vote is coming at us fast. If you're a last-minute voter, you are in good company. I'm company. But no worries, I got a lot of resources for you. In our episode notes, I will leave you a link to a playlist with every episode of our Prop Fest collaboration with the Bay Curious podcast, where we break down each statewide proposition on the ballot this November. I'll also leave you a link to KQED's voter guide with information on state and local candidates, as well as all the ballot measures. This 26-minute conversation with Maria was cut down and edited by producer Maria Esquinka. Alan Montecilio is our senior editor. He scored this one and added all the tape. Our podcast engagement producer is Cesar Saldana. Our director of podcasts is Jen Chien. And KQED's chief content officer is Holly Kernan. You can keep in touch with all of us at The Bay on Twitter at The Bay. KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you for listening. Catch you in election week. Peace. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.